0: let's lift our hands and let's love him in this house come on for a few moments hallelujah let's worship him let's give him praise hallelujah let's sing hallelujah to him here today let's let that be in our spirit hallelujah i will bless the lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth somebody magnify him let's clap our hands unto him and give him a shout of praise and a victory Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It's been an honor to be in the house of the Lord here today and to be with each and every one of you. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas celebrating the birth of our Savior and being with your family. And I know there's some that are still traveling and, and being with their families. Uh, but we want to make sure that we keep them lifted up in prayer and uh, just trust in God for them to get home safely in jesus name Uh, one more announcement we want to make Uh, elder johnson did a wonderful job last year of getting these for us and this is reading your bible through the year this is the bread program and without even talking about it this year he just did it and uh praise god i love that that's initiative and and it makes a big difference thank you for doing that because people have read their bible this year that have never read their bible there's 10 people that have read their bibles this last year in this church now that may not seem like a lot. There's some that maybe you've done it a million times. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I've, I've, been, I've been living for God about almost 20 years. And every time I read this book, I get something in, something new out of it. Amen. I get something fresh out of it. So there are some of these in the back. Brother Bessler, if you could hold them up, those are right near the exit. So as you exit the building, please, we are getting ready to start the year and uh, this is the last Sunday of the year, so that means you can get a head start. Amen. Nobody likes to be uh, left behind or feel like they're behind, so today you can get a head start in Jesus' name. So make sure you grab those, and uh, let's, let's put those to use in Jesus' name. Let's read our Bibles this year as a church. What do you say? Amen? Joshua chapter 10 and verse number 8, as you're turning there, it's good to have my brother-in-law I wouldn't mind if his last name is Hood. He's a good guy. Um, but he's got that forsaken maiden name of my wife, Villagra. I'm kidding. No, my in-laws are wonderful people. And uh, and so it's good to have him with us this for the next few weeks. And uh, we're going to show him Nevada. We took him out. Uh, we went out, and Brother Diaz uh, offered to uh, take him shooting. And so uh, he got to shoot a gun for the first time. America. Hallelujah. Welcome to Nevada. And so... He did, he did a great job A natural, so we're making him a, a Nevada-type Nevada individual already in Jesus' name. And so it's good to have him and, and uh, make sure you greet him before he leaves today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 8. I feel like God put something in my spirit for us on this final Sunday of 2020. And I want to do my best to minister it in Jesus' wonderful name. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 8, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. And chased them along the way that goeth up to Bothron, And smote Ezekiah and Medi- Medi- Makedah. And it came to pass that as they fled from before Israel. And were going down to Bethron, That the Lord cast down a great stones from heaven upon them to Ezekiah. And they died. They were more which died with hailstones. Then they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. I love God. Amen. Then, jo- then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said uh, in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like like before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel." Joshua had one prayer request after this wonderful day of victory. He said, sun, stand still, and moon, don't even think about moving. And he prayed to the Lord, and if I could put it and make it my title here today, he prayed to God, and he simply said it this way, God, I need a little more time for victory. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on that subject. On the last Sunday of 2020, a little more time for victory. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands and we pray as we call on the name of the Lord, amen, which is a strong tower, and we're going to believe that God is going to use this service today, amen, to give us victory, to avenge us of some things. We're going to pray that God would be glorified today. Come on, would you lift up your voice with us today as we pray under the mighty name of Jesus. God, would you touch us? There's people that walked in this building with things that have been been hanging around all year long, but Lord, there's still a little more time, God, and we're praying that you would magnify that time, that you would multiply that time, and God, that you would use it for our benefit and for our victory in the wonderful name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands. Come on, let's praise him. Before you leave today, you're going to get victory. Come on, do you believe that? Before you walk out of those doors, you're going to walk out victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm going to get a little more time for victory today. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Joshua was called of God to take Israel into the promised land. Unlike Moses, Moses was called to bring them up out of Egypt and into the wilderness. He was there to give them a law and commandments. He was to teach them the right way of living, how they are to live in the promised land. His his job to take them out of Egypt and through the word of God is to take Egypt out of them. And that is exactly what Moses did. Every time he came before the people, he came bearing a word of God from the Lord but there is a distinct difference between Joshua and between Moses Joshua was not called to take the people out of Egypt he was not called to take Egypt out of the people but it was his call to take the people to the next level and to take them to the next season and to take them into the promised land amen in fact there was something at about Joshua we see that Joshua was one Of the twelve spies he's one of the two that we can name Joshua and Caleb they came back with a good report of the Lord Joshua had a good report and as a young man he said we are well able to take the land not having much experience he knew that with God's help that they were going to be well able to take the land And he was rearing and ready to go. Put his foot to the pedal and put the pedal to the floor and say, all right, let's move into the promised land. Amen. But there was 10 others that said, we can't go because there's walled cities we can't go because there is opposition we can't go because there are problems we can't go because there are giants amen and i i I got i've got a little point of order here today that unfortunately it was the voice of the multitude that was negative that said we can't we're not able because they were looking at it through the lens of what they were going to face They were looking at it through the lens of of their deficiencies. Amen. But they did not have a spiritual lens that said, with the help of God, it does not matter how deficient we might be. We might be ex-slaves. We might be ex drug addicts. We might be ex-bargoers. We might have a lot of things against us. We may not be men of war and trained for war and for battle. But if we can go into the promised land, I know that with God's help, we will get victory. And it was Joshua and Caleb that said, we know that we serve a God that wants to give Victory, But unfortunately, it was the multitudes that convinced everyone not to go in. And you will find time and time again that Joshua's, Joshua's character, amen, and his spirit comes out of him when, when Israel is down below on the, on the base of, of the mountain and they are preparing and they are building a molten calf. As he comes down the mountain, he turns to Moses and he says, it's the sound of war because that was what Joshua was built for Joshua was not built amen to be passive he was looking for every opportunity to go to fight when Moses needed somebody to go into battle he sent Joshua amen Joshua who was just an ex-slave like everybody else was all of a sudden becoming a a, a veteran man a, a hero of war and everything that Joshua thought about amen Moses said no it's just worship no it's just this but Joshua had a revelation he said no it might seem like worship in the natural but because it's idol worship uh, it is spiritual warfare and that's what they're engaging in and joshua said we got to go down there and we got to get victory and we got to go down there and we got to fight amen i want to tell you that god is looking for that joshua spirit to rise up amen right now in the end of 2020 before we even make it to the next year that says we're going to have battle and we're going to do victory amen And we will be victorious. By the hand of God, by the help of God, we will. We will be victorious. So God takes that, and it's one of the reasons God called Joshua. He said, I'm ready for battle, I'm ready to fight. Amen. God's looking for people in this hour, amen, in this darkened hour, in these Hard times that say, and I'm not going to just keel over. I'm not going to just say, well, I give up and I quit. I'm not going to look at opposition and say it's too hard. But God is looking for people in this hour to say, where's the next battle at? Where is the next victory that I can help God with? Amen. Where is the next area in which God wants to win? Where's the next neighborhood that God wants to reach? Where's the next group of people that God wants to work with? God's looking for people like that that say, I'm not waiting for next year. There's still a little more time. Joshua gets that call, and he takes it with him. And though he had to wait 40 years, I can only imagine it just added to his, his just anticipation. I've got to get victory. I've got to get victory. Anybody ever felt like that? All year I've been feeling like that. we just got to get victory. I've just been feeling like we've been held back a little bit. And, I, and, and although I want to say we've got some great news coming. Amen. We've got, we've got victory. Amen. We've got a lot of great, amen, reports of victory. But but I still feel like, amen, that, that there's been some some victories that have been withheld, amen, that I, that I wanted to happen a lot earlier. And I would have loved for them to happen sooner, amen. But Joshua goes over to the promised land, and the first thing he does is he goes and prays and says, okay, God, what's the first, for, for the first place that I'm going to get victory? Where's the first area in which I need to get victory? And the Lord begins to speak to him about Jericho. But God wanted... A to set a precedent for victory. He wanted them to know that it is not going to be by your might or by your power or by your spirit that victory is going to come. It's going to come by the help of the Lord. It's going to come by the hand of the Lord he wanted them to know that the battle is not yours the battle is the Lord's can I preach to the church you might have been fighting all year long we might have had battles and we might have had trouble but even though it was something that you dealt with in the natural on a spiritual level it was not your battle the battle was not about you it was the battle That the Lord said, don't worry about this. This is my battle. You've done your part. Now let me do mine. And there he says, I'm going to set a precedent. I want you to walk around these walls for seven days not saying a word. He said, we're not going to win victories the way that you lost them. Hallelujah. You lost victories that you could have had in the wilderness because of murmuring and complaining and 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 in other words god's saying what did not work for you in the past will not work for you in the future no need to take what did not work and try to continue to work with it amen if it did not work move on from it and try something a little different and in other words, don't be insane. Don't try the same thing over and over and expect different results. God said, when you get over to Jericho, I want you to go and march around these walls. And I want you to keep silence until it's time to praise the Lord. And when you begin to praise the Lord, something's going to happen. Amen. I know that you've got a lot of reasons in which you could complain. No doubt, as you march around those walls, people made fun of you. And no doubt, while you felt like victory was withheld from you, and you probably... Could have taken the stones down a little faster by your own hand and by your own power. And although people might have thrown stuff at you off of those walls, and you had every right and every reason to complain because you didn't. And the only thing that came out of your mouth was a praise unto the Lord. God said, I'm going to win a victory for you. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify Him. Come on. Right now, somebody needs to say, God, I know I've wanted to complain about some things. I know I've wanted to get a little upset about it, but God, I'm going to give you praise. Come on, let's do that for a moment. Somebody give him praise for just a moment. Oh, let's magnify him. Come on, I think at the end of 2020, if we can still praise God, I think we've won. I think we got victory. If we can still lift up God's name and give Him great praise, I think we're exiting this year, amen, in the right way. Amen, they were about to step into new season, exiting an old. Amen, step into new territory and exit the old. But they had to do it with the right thing on their lips. It had to be praise unto the Lord. And God was going to win this battle it was not theirs it was the Lord's and he was going to go before them he wanted them to know you are not fighting by yourself I know there's some people felt man I've been fighting by myself amen but you're not fighting by yourself you are fighting with the Lord and for the Lord and God said I'm going to set a precedent that I'm gonna go before you and I'm going to help you win perpetual victories Amen, all you got to do is march around these walls and remain silent until it's time to praise. And when you do that, I'm going to go before you and I'm going to win the victory. Amen, I'm going to help bring victory in areas where you could not get victory. I'm going to help you win, amen, battles that you could not win on your own. Amen, when you magnify me, you bring me into your circumstance. And there I can help you and there I can win victories for you. Amen, he also told them this. It is not going to be a result of the numbers that you have or do not have. Amen. I'm not bringing victory based on the fact that you are amen a, a, a massive group of people. I'm not bringing you victories based on the fact that you are the best armed people. You may not even have enough swords. You may not have enough spears. Amen. And David would later pen it and say, "Some tr- trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in swords and spears." He said, "But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God." He wanted them to know it's not going to be by anything external that you won this battle but it is going to be completely amen because of the help of the lord can i help somebody in this next season you need to let god be the one that helps you win battles you don't got to do it by yourself by your own strength by your own might it's time to relinquish some of that power into the hands of god and say lord if it's not by your hand it's not going to happen Come on, somebody praise him. If it's not the Lord helping me, it's not going to be won. But if God's on my side, I know there's victory that is imminent. I know that there's battles that will be won. They might not be won today, but they will be won tomorrow. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody magnify him. And God wanted them to know promised land victories. We're going to be dependent on the help of the Lord. Amen. Previous victories in the wilderness and in Egypt, a lot of those were based on their strength. But God was letting them know, when you get into this next season, you need to rely on me more. I think if there's anything we've learned this year, and hopefully we can take with us into this next season, is that we've got to rely on God. Mm -hmm. We've got to rely on Jesus to be our sustainer, to be our provider, to be our Savior in Jesus' name. And, uh, and finally, he let them know there was an attitude, there was a mindset that you had to have and you had to keep if you were to be victorious in the promised land. First and foremost, they were commanded not to fear. You'll see it all the way through the book of, book of uh, Joshua. It says, fear not. Fear not. If anybody needs a word for the end of the year, fear not. Come on, somebody. Let me just preach that for a moment. Fear not. Well, I want to. Well, fear is an emotion. That's all right. We all feel it from time to time. But ultimately, fear is when your imagination runs wild. It starts going into all of the uh, all of the scenarios of what if. Well, what if I try and I fail? What if I walk out there and I sink? What if, what if, what if? And what God was saying is, in this promised land, you cannot allow fear, amen, to dictate your movements. You cannot operate based on fear. Because if you operate based on fear, you won't move very far, and you'll only get to a certain place where you feel comfortable in that victory. Well, I can do that, amen. And if God doesn't come through, I can do it by myself. And and fear will lead you to come up with a backup plan. And fear will cause you to think, Well, I can do this by my own strength. If I just amen, if I just work things out a little bit, amen. Fear will cause you, amen, to treat yourself like you're God instead of God being God. And you will think to yourself, Well, I can go. Go this far. And God said, I don't want you to have a victory that only goes so far. Amen. As far as your fear will let you go. God did not want them to go as far as their fear would let them go. God wanted them to go as far as their faith would take them. Amen. Let that be a word for somebody. Don't go as far as your fear will let you go. I'm talking about a dog on a leash where your fear says, okay, hold on. Don't go that far. Faith says there is no leash. There are no boundaries. There are no limits in my life. Amen. That I'm going to go as far. Jesus would put it this way, uh, according to your faith, uh, let it be done unto you, not according to your fears, uh, not according to the what ifs, uh, not according to what could happen and what could go wrong, uh, not according to your pessimisms, uh, but you've got to let God be God, uh, and you've got to have faith and trust in Him. Oh, somebody give Him praise. Somebody magnify Him. Come on, let's lift him up. Let's praise him for just a moment. We're gonna let fear die in 2020. We're gonna set it to the side. We're gonna let our fears. We all got them, but I'm gonna lay it at the altar today. And to combat that fear, he said, "Don't." He said, "Fear not," and that seems like a pretty difficult request. But the next thing he said was, "Be full of courage." Courage is a a needed item. It is a a commodity in this hour. Having courage, amen, and and, and courage doesn't mean you don't have fears. Let me help somebody. Courage don't mean you don't have some things you're a little unsure of. But courage says, well, I'll step out on this water anyways. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you you don't understand how gravity works. It doesn't mean that you don't realize how bolsterous the wind and the waves are. But courage says, I'm going to go anyways. Hallelujah. And he said, you've got to fear not. You've got to push the fears aside. And you've got to have courage. But let me help somebody. Sometimes all courage is is simply refusing to be discouraged. Mm-hmm discouraged from moving forward, discouraged from growing, discouraged from trying again, discouraged, amen, from going to the next level. No, you need to say, okay, God, I've got fears about what could go wrong, but I refuse to be discouraged about what I've tried and it hadn't worked. I'm going to have courage to try again. I'm going to, come on, if you want a little more time for victory, if you want perpetual victory in your life, you got to set fear aside. you got to set discouragement aside, and you got to bolster your faith and bolster to your courage and be strong and courageous in the Lord. Oh, somebody give him praise. Why did he keep telling Joshua that? Why did Moses continually tell Joshua that? Because he knew the battles are going to get difficult. The battles are not like picking up manna in the wilderness. It's going to be a struggle. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you that there's not going to be struggle. Struggle is a necessity of life. But it's what you do with the struggle. He said, you, even when the battle gets difficult, you've got to have courage. Even when the battle gets difficult, you've got to have faith. And there they proceed to walk into the promised land. Amen. They might have had fears. That's not to say they didn't have them, but he said, put the fears aside. Amen. they might have gotten discouraged he said put the discouragement aside and he says step in and start walking by faith and start walking by courage and as they did that one battle after another began to fall by the hand of the Lord and this battle we read about today is no different amen the Bible says that the Lord went before them I want to help you here today before you get to 2021 amen I know people were excited about 2020 and then it hits you like a wrecking ball amen but some people think oh no what's gonna happen this next year i don't know but i do know one thing the lord's going to go before us i don't really know what's going to happen all i do know is my attitude's going to be courage my attitude's going to be faith and i'm going to trust in the lord and know that regardless of what's going ahead i know that jesus is going before me and the lord is my banner the lord is my victory and the bible says that god went before them and I love this. The Bible says he disconfitted them. He disconfitted the enemy. That word translates out and says that God embarrassed them. I hope that this next year God embarrasses our enemies. He embarrassed them before Israel. The enemies were embarrassed by God. Amen. In other words, what he did was he made them go from soldiers ready for war to all of a sudden dropping their swords, not knowing what was going on. And they looked like a bunch of toy soldiers that had fallen over. They were losing so bad that they no longer looked like they came for a war, but they looked like they came for a picnic. They just started running into each other. They started fighting one another. They didn't even know who the enemy was anymore. They got caught up in the fog of war. Amen. And God started, amen, embarrassing so much that they said, We got to get out of here. I'm talking about before, amen, Israel really got to fighting. In fact, you look at it in the verse. Israel was chasing them and trying to get a hold of them, just getting a little time to put the sword in. And as they ran, because they were so embarrassed about how badly they were losing, I want to tell you about the victory God gives. It'll embarrass the devil. It'll embarrass sin. It'll embarrass sickness. When God gives victory, He really gives victory. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to be, amen, discon- disconcerted. You don't have to be discouraged. But you can go forward in faith and full of courage and know that God's going to really win me a battle. God's really going to win me a victory. I'm living for Him. I'm serving Him. And God's going to come through for me. I wish I had somebody that believed that there is a God in heaven that loves you, that will fight for you and fight with you. That goes before you. He started, he started getting them so scared, they started running away. I'm praying for that kind of attitude and spirit to get in this church. Amen. Where we just get so full of courage. Amen. There's just something about that where, you know, it's like the little dog versus the big dog. Amen. That little dog. Amen. It's just there. And the big dog comes over and he starts sniffing around. And that little dog just... And the big dog goes running off. Amen. You don't have to be the biggest. You just have to have a lot of fight in you. Uh, you've got to have a lot of courage that just says, go ahead and try. It's the courage. Amen. It's, it's kind of like when I was in first grade, I saw a little kid that was getting ready to destroy my snow fort. I assumed that. Be, beware of assumptions. And so I pounced on a fourth grade and started beating him to the ground. And this kid didn't know what to do. He got up and started running. He was like twice my size. But but what there was was there was some courage there. It wasn't it wasn't the rightly placed courage, but it was there. Amen. And it didn't matter if I was not stronger than him. All it mattered was that I came at him like a swarm of bees. And there's some people that need to get that attitude that said, if God be for me, mm, who? Who can stand against me if God be for me? If you're living right, if you're in this book, if you're praying, if you're serving God, I want to help you here today. God is for you. If you're for God, God is for you because God will not be against himself. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. You can have victory. If you're living for God, you can have victory. They started running away. But I love the Bible. I love what God does. The Bible says that he started hurling stones at them. He started throwing stones, hailstones. And they were so big, they came out of East Texas somewhere. And they started just crushing the enemy. And I love it because they're running as fast as they can. They don't even know what's going on at this point. Is it a natural disaster? Are we in a war? Uh, do we just show up to the wrong place at the wrong time? And they started trying to escape. And when it looked like they were going to get away with it, let me help somebody this year. 2020, you feel like some things have just about got away. Well, I thought it was going to work out. I thought, and now there's discouragement starting to set in. Uh, I guess I guess we'll just have to save that one for later. As it's running away, God says, "Hold on, I got perfect aim." Come on, they're talking about heaven's snowball fight, one after another. And I love the Bible because the, the, God never misses. Amen. God's like a sniper. He starts picking them off one by one. Amen. then he hits them between the joints and the harness. And they can't even, they don't even know what to do. And they start falling over left and right. And my Bible says that God took out more, amen, by hailstones than they could beat with a sword. Amen. I want to tell you about your efforts this year. Our efforts have been great. And our efforts have been mighty. But as great and mighty as our efforts have been, God said, I will do that and then some. Come on, on this last Sunday of the year, amen, I want you to know about the victory which God gives. It's exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think. God doesn't want any of your enemies to get away either. God doesn't want one of the things that you're trying to overcome to get away either. God's looking to get you victory more than you want victory. God wants you to win more than you want to win. God wants to help you make it to the next year with your hand lifted up more than you do. Oh, somebody give him praise. Come on, let's clap our hands and give him glory. Come on, let's shout in this house. Come on, let's give him praise. Come on, God, there goes another one. There goes another one. God, I've been trying to battle this all these years. I've been fighting this all this year, all month long. And God says, hold on. It looks like it's getting away. I got another one for you. He said, there's another victory. There's another victory. Well, God, there's not much time left. Hold on. Let me help you out. I'll slow down time if I got to, and I'll speed up the victory process. I'll help you win. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's stand across this building and clap our hands unto the Lord. Come on, somebody shout. On this last Sunday of 2020, I want you to know God is fighting for you. God's going to win a victory. God's going to win a battle. And not one is going to escape. Oh, somebody magnify him. God wants you to be victorious more than you want to be victorious. God wants to help you win more than you want to win. Come on. You've been fighting all year long. You've been battling. You've been praying. You've been fasting. And God says, don't worry, son. I got it taken care of. Don't worry, daughter. I got what you missed. Don't worry. I don't miss. You See, what we miss, we think is over and done with. I missed my chance, I missed my opportunity, I missed my prayer meeting. I missed that church service where I could have gotten that victory, I could have gotten delivered. No, no, no. God says, I don't miss where you miss. You see where we fail, God does not fail. In fact, He's never failed, He's never lost. His train fills the temple, Brother Diaz. He's won battle after battle man, You put him up in the ring. He's the undefeated champion of eternity. He's never off. We could, we could stop right there. We could say, man, that's great. Praise God. Listen to the year. And this is where some people do stop. They go, man, thank you, Jesus. Awesome. He took care of what I missed. And that's great preaching right there, man. I'll buy the CD. That was great. But I love Joshua. He has been held back for 40 years. And he is so amped on victory. See, some people, they're so amped on failure. They just get high on defeat. They get high on victimization. They, poor me. Misery loves company. and likes to multiply. Uh, Hallelujah. They just like to get around and share their depressions. You know, hey, I'm depressed about this. What are you depressed about? They don't have Thanksgiving. They They have unthankfulness giving. I'm unthankful about this. I don't like that. You know, this is what's going wrong. And some people get real high on, on problems in their life. And they just get, they're like, they're problem junkies. You know, maybe, maybe you don't know that. Maybe you're not like that. But I know a few people like that where it's, oh, everything's falling apart. And they just want to get together and talk about it. It's not a testimony. It's a moaning. Oh, I just can't believe it. 2020 has been the worst year of our life. It's been pretty rough. Yeah, it has. It has. It has. It has. But you know what? In the midst of it all, God has been good. And in the midst of it, let me just say, I might have a little more information than some people. But in the midst of it, God has continually provided victory after victory after victory. Hey, I'm going to be real with you. We couldn't, run that, we couldn't run that church bus all year long. Couldn't run the church bus all year long. Couldn't knock doors all year long. And I thought, my goodness. How are we ever going to see the harvest? Well, you can't sow and reap at the same time. And God has brought more people in. What I felt like we missed, he said, you didn't miss nothing. I got that family. I got that family. I got that young man. I got that. But Joshua is so high on victory says, Lord, this has never been done. This has never happened. But you know what? I'm going to make a quick prayer request. I know you've given us victory. I know you've You've, you've, you've got what we missed and you've helped uh, where we failed and you've you've made it up where we missed it uh, and God, I'm going to say a quick prayer request uh, Amen, Lord I know there's only 24 hours in a day and I know there's, amen this is how life is and, and the evening and the morning we're the first day and the evening and the morning we're the second day and the evening and the morning we're the third day and I know it's 24 hours and that's all the time the man gets and there's 24 hours a day today. then there's 7 days in a week and there's 52 weeks in a year and there's 365 days in a year and I know but Lord can you take my 24 hours that I got left and turn it into 48 son stand still scientists are still trying to find a missing day in history go ahead look it up they still try to find a missing day in history. They said, we think we got it pinned down, but we're still missing some time. Can I help somebody? I'll tell you what happened in that moment. Uh, amen. God said, you know what? I can respect somebody that says, uh, I, if you need a little more time to complain, God don't have a little more time for that. Uh, but if you got a little more time, says, God, I don't want time to just waste. I don't have time to sit on Facebook and Instagram. No, I, I, got a little, I need a little more time. I need a little more time for a Bible study. I I need a little more time to reach somebody. I need a little more time for a prayer meeting. I need a little more time for victory. I need a little more time for deliverance. And God looked down from heaven and said, I have never heard a prayer request like that. And the Bible says that God made the sun to stand still. And God made the moon to stand still. And God said, you tapped into a part of my nature that other people didn't know existed. I love giving victory. I love when people live victorious. I love giving deliverance. I love healing people. I love... On this last Sunday of the year, I want to give somebody a revelation. I'm done. I'm, I've only got a few th- few more things to say. There is a part of God that loves giving you victory. He is not a mean, abusive father that's got lightning bolts in heaven. He is a loving God that wants to see you succeed stop looking for god to come by and try to make you fail god is not trying to make you fail god is he'll move mountains he'll part waters he'll pull walls down he wants you to win he said joshua there's one thing you can't do. You can manage time, but you can you cannot create time. But I, the God who is outside of time, who created time for you, who sanctified time for you, He said, guess what? I'm going to take you out of that for a moment. We're going to, Pause time for you. And I'm going to give you a little more time to chase down your enemies. And the Bible says he chased them into a cave. And he won a victory over every last one of them. That's why the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Let me give you some examples. David knocked down Goliath. But he said, Lord, I don't know how long he's going to stay knocked out can I have a little more time with him being passed out so I can run over and grab his sword? And God said, don't worry, I'll keep him knocked out a little while. And that little boy said, all right, I got a little more time. For Hezekiah was on his deathbed. And he had no chance of living. But the Bible says he turned towards a wall and began to pray. And God said, I heard your prayer. I'm going to give you 15 more years of helping Israel be victorious. Lazarus had been dead for four days and began to stink. And they said, it's over and done with. And Jesus said, it ain't over till it's over. You know what, Lazarus, four days, you've been dead. I'll give you a little more time because I am the resurrection and the life. Elisha prayed and said, Elijah, I want to I have a double portion of your spirit. I want to do double the miracles that you've done. And you mark it down that he did every single miracle and then some. But then he died one miracle short. Yeah, you better believe it died having not received the promise. Well, I guess I didn't get complete victory. I guess it wasn't my year. guess it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't fated to happen. We don't believe in fate anyways, but... And I love it because the Bible says that while he was there in that grave, there was a war going on, and there was a soldier that had died in battle, and guess what? They threw him in, and when he touched the bones of the prophet, they both got a little more time, a little more time to be delivered, a little more time for victory. Esther Esther had unveiled a plan to kill all the Jews and and we don't have time to talk about it but ultimately she got she got a a decree from the king that you can go and you can have Israel fight back and after one day they slew I believe 70,000 of their enemies and she had the audacity to go back to the king and he said Esther was it enough and she said you know what I think we need another day We had 70,000 die on the first day. I think we need 24 more hours. I think we need a little more time for victory. And to this day, the Jews celebrate Purim, which is a two-day festival where they go wild. Why? Because they got a little more time for victory. What am I preaching? I know the year's almost over. I know 2020's been rough, but you don't have to count it out. You can say, Lord, today in this altar, there's some things I'm still waiting on. There's some things I'm still praying about. Would you just give me a little more time? I'm going to open up this altar. Would you come and pray as the musicians begin to pray in the name of Jesus. And as you begin to pray, I believe there's going to be victory. Bring all your troubles. Bring all your problems. Bring the areas you feel have not been completed and pray about them right now.
1: real life, Satan is busy destroying the world right before our very eyes. Our children are killing our children, guns and knives terrorize our schools. We can't just stand here. We can't accept this. There's only one thing left for the believers to do. We right When you he declare to my We cannot lose with, with the Lord on our side. Our Satan, this is it. We're tired of taking it.
0: glorify him.
1: That's why our music is losing its power. influence is making it sour. There's no gospel. There's no anointing. We cannot let this happen in this principle. Oh. We, we declare war against, against the, the enemy. enemy. He is defeated, under my feet. We cannot lose with the Lord on our side Satan this is it, we're tired of taking it, Satan we declare war We declare war against the enemy, he has defeated Satan under our feet, we cannot lose with the Lord on our side